Speaking of making some bad bad decisions and uh, being the little heathens we were, we were enjoying a beautiful summer evening in the backyard of the Kinneys. We were enjoying a campfire. We might have had s'mores and marshmallows, <laughs> and we might have sang Kumbaya by the fire. <laughs> um, but there was a, a loud noise that happened later on. Do you want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if it was for a few summers there, but yeah, we'd hang out there a lot, I think, mm-hmm. at night and just right. chill. And uh, But yeah, I definitely remember having a fire in his backyard super late at night. You heard Jimmy there. A fire in Timmy's backyard super late at night. A half dozen to a dozen adolescent boys just hanging out by a fire late at night. Only on Memory Mission do we capture stupid and boneheaded memories like this and share them with you, the listener, in entertaining and engaging audio stories. If you would have taken a stroll through Sunnymead in the early to mid-1990s, you might have seen random bottle rockets zipping around as boys were shooting them at each other. You might have heard sporadic booms at odd hours, and you also might have smelled the slowly extinguishing campfires in the morning. Except this was a neighborhood, not a campsite. Beavis and Butthead were watching an episode of Us when Butthead chuckled as Beavis chanted, Fire! 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 In this episode, we share stories that are all based around fire, explosions, bottle rocket wars, and fireworks shows that lit up the night sky over Sunnymead and made many in South Bend mistake Wall Street for the Las Vegas Strip. Jimmy, Kevin, a.k.a. Bone, and Timmy join me on this episode. We share some stories that will definitely make our parents shake their heads and wonder why in the hell Walgreens or Speedway sold us lighters. As kids, predictably we were very unsafe and it's surprising that we still have all of our limbs. We're all adults now and please know that we make way better choices when it comes to safety now. Hell. I even have a darn water bucket sitting close by when we do sparklers. Before we share examples of stories that would even make Fire Marshal Bill blush, let me tell you something. Thank you for the responses so far that I'm receiving after the first few episodes. I appreciate the messages of what you like so far, and also please know if you have any constructive feedback or suggestions, please let me know. I'm new to all of this, and I know your time is valuable, so I do want it to be worthwhile. But just please know that I've had an absolute blast doing this so far. Back to Jimmy and the fire in Timmy's backyard, super late at night. And yeah, just bored pretty much Timmy ideas, I think. We threw, it might have been a couple aerosol cans into the fire. And uh, I don't know, we just, we were, and yeah, we all kind of backed away, not... Not too far away. Should have been farther now that I think about it. But yep. yeah. And then it just blew up. <laughs> I think the can went at least like 20 feet in the air. And I mean, like, I think we just pretty much panicked. Pretty sure Mr. Kinney or somebody came out. I think they came said out. something. Yep. I mean, it yep. was loud. I mean, yeah. It had to wake the neighborhood up. <laughs> Especially look out. 
you know, fire. And it's, I mean, I think some of the logs and stuff, you know, like blew out of the fire. I mean, it was splintered. Yeah. And here's Kevin's recollection of the outcome of smartly placing an aerosol can in a campfire in a backyard in the middle of a city neighborhood in the middle of the night. Was that Jimmy that tried to kill us at the Kinney's throwing the uh, aerosol can in the fire pit? Well, we're sitting there late at night, 2, 3 a.m., and we're actually sitting right by the fire pit after we decide it's a good idea to throw an aerosol can in there. Nothing <laughs> happens. A few minutes later, thankfully, we walk away, and we're in the garage, I believe. I just remember. And let me mm. repeat this. It was like 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm, yes. Kaboom! <laughs> the Dude. fucking can landed like five minutes later. It's, 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 <laughs> yes, like it, yes, yes. It was shot up a considerable... Uh, trajectory yes dude yes we could have died that night easily easily (laughs) you know you're a kid you forget you did something a minute ago let alone five ten minutes ago and then all of a sudden and it scared the living shit out of everybody lights turned on in the neighborhood you look down wall street all you saw light 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 flickering alarm 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 oh my god and that was you know, back in the day, more people had car alarms, you know, and dude, it was like, it was I'm no, no police presence though. Nobody called the cops. I'm pretty sure we crossed the tracks and got the hell out of Dodge. But another, um, another running. example of us running. Yes. We're always running. Like we had PhDs in running. <laughs> so throughout the first episodes, you've definitely heard the name Timmy. You've heard him in regards to engineering the triple-story tree forts that could have been featured on HGTV. The story of growing up in Sunnymead in the 80s and 90s just cannot be told without some of Timmy's legendary creations and stories. I originally was going to wait to have Timmy on the show because, seriously, I couldn't do any of those stories justice without having more time designated to them. But as I've been editing these episodes, his name just keeps coming up and coming up, and especially with this episode. So thank you, Timmy, for coming on and sharing some of your memories around fire and fireworks. Here is Timmy's recollection of the night that we thought it would be a good idea to put an aerosol can in the campfire. Timmy, one night, um, Jimmy and Bone recalled when we almost blew the neighborhood up. And, um, the, the thing is, is that we were in, in your backyard and it's not like we live in a sprawling ranch area. We have houses that are pretty much, you can pretty much, you know, spit and hit a neighbor's house. And we were back there late one night and Jimmy and, uh, Bone talked about a loud explosion. Do you remember anything about that? I remember it was a family vacation. We just got home. Uh huh. So we had a little party that evening. A little get together with friends. Right. Yeah. Little bonfire uh-huh. and uh, and uh, yeah, I remember Jimmy going through the garage looking mm-hmm. for something to throw in the fire. Yeah, and I think it was a, either a can of gum out or <laughs> a can of starting fluid. <laughs> One of the two there, and it was a full can too. <laughs> and uh, yeah, later that night we threw it in the fire and wow.
I think we had a log in the Jackson's yard. Which is the next door neighbor. Right. <laughs> had a few logs in the back alley. Yep. Uh, at the sound. That woke up the whole neighborhood. It had to have. I mean, it was it was loud. It was pretty loud. Did your dad ever come out? Did he? He did. Okay. Was he happy at us? He wasn't that bad. He was, um, make sure no one got hurt. Safety first with us. Yeah. He went back to bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what would you have done if your son uh, basically story. blew the hell out of, of their house? What would you do? I don't know. God, that was loud. <laughs> I mean, imagine you are sleeping and right now, you know, as we're on our you know low to mid 40s, we're sleeping and we each have teenagers and we knew the teenagers were hanging out. But then all of a sudden, boom! <laughs> I don't know. Jimmy and I provide some thoughtful, mature reflections of the fact that we could have been seriously hurt or even killed. Wasn't the first time, wasn't the last. I'm just going through my head right now, like what, what made us think that that was a oh, good man. decision? I mean, if anything, I, I mean, I can see the, you know, easily see Timmy or, well, any of us doing mm -hmm. that, I guess, or trying that, but just that we didn't get far enough away, dude. I was thinking, like, I don't think I was maybe five, ten feet away. It could have, like, seriously killed or injured us. Yes. <laughs> could have broken windows in the house there and then, you know, shard the house. I mean, Definitely it's... the kind of stuff that makes you worry about what your kids will do, too, you know, <laughs> when they get your age. Here is Bone commenting on how Jimmy took pride in being the lead pyro. And then Jimmy and I talk about this and more stories about fireworks and bottle rocket wars and more intelligent decisions that we made. The bike trails, I, you know, nothing specific except keeping Jimmy from trying to burn down the woodland back there. He's always starting some fires. That guy was a pyro. Just with brush fires or fireworks or what you name it you name it he did it huh nope. <laughs> that's hilarious all right jimmy in my conversations with the other guys i've um, spoken with tj tony bone uh we kind of come to the conclusion that you were the little uh, uh little ringleader when it came to just the more troubling yeah. things yeah i guess i kind of Felt that way, I guess, a little bit. You know? <laughs> Especially after I got older, I was kind of <laughs> felt guilty, instigated a lot of things, or that's what tried I, to get I, some I, things going. That, that's what it is. <laughs> it's not that you were the leader, but you were the the kind of the instigator getting Came going. Up with some bad ideas, I guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't our only excursion with fire. I recall, several, I don't know, multiple instances. I can't think of like one in particular, but I know it was, we were, we were, we were saying fire, fire before Beavis and Butthead were even thought of. Oh yeah, we definitely loved fireworks. I know we always had a bunch of bottle rockets and firecrackers yep. every year somehow. Yep. I mean, yep. like, I don't think we could get them around here, but we got Michigan, them we somehow got a ride up there. Somebody us. did, somebody, you know, we, we'd end up with, with firecrackers, fireworks. And, uh, but yeah, Timmy, I know, I know one story with Timmy was, uh -huh. uh, and I don't, all I remember is, I think we were riding bikes or something. We seen Joel and Timmy mm -hmm. and they had 
big bottle, like not the regular bottle rockets, but the giant ones with like yes. the, you know, the yeah, big, like the the big rocket on the top. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, they're walking around lighting them and Timmy's just throwing them in the air. So Joel's always trying to get them hurt or do something. So he had him climb up on the light pole or the, is the, I think it was the light pole, maybe the street sign, but Timmy was all the way at the top of it. So he, and then Joel... Joel lights it for him, and oh, and I don't know what Timmy was just like confused or what, but the thing went off before yep. he got up, so he just held it. Oh my god! And it's just like sitting there <laughs> shooting sparks down at him, and <laughs> I can't remember if it blew up in his hand or if he let go of it, but just the sight, watching him for like at least five seconds, it's just like shooting sparks right at him. in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, my god! Well, his hands were probably you know callous and raw oh, by yeah. then anyway that it didn't matter oh yeah man i remember putting giant smoke bombs in the porta potties at school field oh yeah we yeah. put them in there and we pushed them over and, and just <laughs> smoke all over yeah i remember wow. getting busted at uh jefferson it was me and bone and maybe dan and uh-huh. i don't know who else we were in that uh-huh. little area like by the cafeteria where you can't really see like, yeah back I, in the nook or yeah. back in the right Doing, uh-huh. doing a bunch of fireworks, and then uh, a cop came flying around, and uh, and somebody had called the cops, and you know, and he confiscated all of them. And I think he even ended up telling us he was gonna like give them to his kids or something. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, neighbors probably don't want kids on an elementary school shooting fireworks. Right. Yeah. We'd have bottle rocket wars. We would oh yeah, yeah. light them and throw them at each other all the School time. School field. I remember at least mm-hmm. one specific one where we were, yeah where we were shooting those like those ones Timmy had yeah, with the, the big, big ones. rockets on it, and you know we had tubes or something. I mean, I mean yeah. we had an all out real <laughs> bottle rocket war, and <laughs> I mean dude, they were flying by yeah. like. <laughs> Just. I think maybe Cohen might have got hit or something with one of them. But I could do a whole a whole pretty, series you know, on near. You know why? Why are we still alive? Right? Yeah. You know? I mean, and why do we still have? Yeah. Guess. Why do we still have our eyes and our <laughs> hands and our digits? Just thought we were quick enough Invincible. to dodge it or something. My God. I know you do recall that newspapers in the in the early '90s reported the South Bend Tribune reported that there was you got something else. Oh no! What were you, oh oh oh! Sorry. Okay, I just made up some fake newspaper article to set a question up. Jimmy thought I was talking about a real article that he was in when we were kids. The irony here is hilarious. Jimmy, a pyro professional, a decorated veteran of many bottle rocket wars where we literally lit explosives that were attached to a small stick and then threw them at each other at very close range. He gave advice to a South Bend Tribune reporter that then in turn shared Jimmy's advice to the masses. I could see a little old lady reading the paper, commenting to her husband about how mature and responsible this young man was. Not knowing that the night before he probably lit an M80, put it in her trash can, and then rolled it down the street. No, if you have something else, 
I thought you were gonna are you gonna talk about the when I was in the paper? No. Well, why were you in the paper? I forgot about that. It was a fire, it was a nerdy uh firework article in the Tribune. Uh-uh. Me, I think it was me and Bone were at Farmer's Market. Yeah. I don't know. We, I think we were into cactuses and we uh-huh. were buying cactuses. <laughs> and the Tribune later like Tribune lady was there or something, so she like stopped us and asked if we wanted to talk about fireworks. And, oh Lord, did you explain to her how safe you were with them? Oh yeah, it was so corny, dude. The article because like meanwhile at home I had like you know firecrackers and we were throwing bottle rockets and I was like you should be safe with them they go inside of vehicles car windows and under cars and they put my picture in the paper and no shit a little article but. <laughs> probably wearing an Oakland A's hat or at the I time. was dude no I swear shit. to God oh Oakland God. A's hat that's funny you said that <laughs> that's wild man that's crazy next. Timmy and I discussed the evolution of a series of fireworks shows that he and his brothers organized. As you'll hear, Timmy was dedicated to providing the neighborhood, city, and greater Michiana area with a July 4th treat. For a little time period reference, the fireworks shows that we discuss here occurred years after the previous stories that you've heard. So, we're definitely not children here. You took fireworks shows in Sunny Mead to the next level. Oh, yeah. Where most people say, ah, let's go down to Kovaleski Stadium on 4th of July to watch some fireworks, or, oh, let's go to the mall. But us in Sunny Mead, we said, hell no, on Wall Street, we had the Kinney's house. And that show kind of evolved over a few years. You want to talk about how it started and kind of where it ended? Yeah, it first started with my brother Danny. Okay. He used to have these shows. Mm hmm. And we had a garage with a flat roof. Correct. And he had about 10 people up there. Yep. Each person would have a mortar tube. And it's not that big of a garage. Each mortar tube was very close to the next one. Correct. And Easily 10 people up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all kneeling down right next to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you ever heard one go off that close before, but it's pretty loud. Couldn't imagine. You could feel it. Correct. And it's getting dark out. Yep. And uh, he's commanding people to just go balls to the wall. Uh Uh-huh. Hurry up and do it. He's just saying, put on a show. Audience is down there. Put on a show. Each person had 20 to 30 shells. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Get rid of them. In a hurry. So you're up on this roof here. It's dark. You can't see. And um, you're hearing these go off right next to you. And you think they're yours going off. Correct. You're getting ready to reload your tube. And, and yours this, hadn't gone off yet? Exactly. You, oh my you God. see that? And <laughs> right then I knew it's, it's time for a change. Right, right. Uh, so Timmy's Timmy's uh, uh, firework engineer antenna just went up. Exactly. And you had to you had a vision to redo it the next year. All right, talk to me about it. Well, it was still kind of amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, so we built a control panel and they have every firework wireless. Uh-huh. Actually, it's wired, but it's not with the fuse anymore. Correct. Correct. So it wasn't like the old cartoons with the long fuse where you light it and then the, the fire goes. Pulled it, was, the trigger, yeah. it was more electric, electronic. <laughs> so we had this control panel and we used a bunch of bolts on there. Uh-huh. 150 bolts. Yeah. Each bolt was wired to a firework. Okay. And we had this little glove. Mm-hmm. It was made out of metal, mesh, like a Michael Jackson glove. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. 
And every time you touch your glove on a bolt on this control panel, it will set off a firework. <laughs> so much safer. Uh, but it wasn't enough. Okay. Uh, we were using Class C fireworks. Okay. Stuff you buy at the fireworks store. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted bigger. You wanted you wanted all of Sunny Me to know that Fourth of July is um, something special, huh? If we're gonna do a show. We're gonna do it right. Damn right. <laughs> so the following year, I got licensed with ATF. Okay. Was yeah. that hard to do? A side note, was that hard? It really isn't that hard. What, did you take t- pass a test, basically? No, no test. You just paid money. Oh, so you just paid money to get, okay. ATF. Mm-hmm. And enabled me to buy Class B fireworks. Which are the fireworks that you see in the shows? Real shells. Okay. Uh, the smallest they sell is three-inch diameter shell. Wow, okay. And every inch of diameter is about 100 feet in the air. So 300 feet, just 300 feet. Rule of thumb, right? Wow. So we did a show um, on top of the garage Mm -hmm. with Class B fireworks. It was legit. Yeah, it was. I was getting concerned Uh because we didn't just buy three inch. Uh We bought five inch (sighs) that year. And I'm thinking this garage roof here. Yes. It's a lot of force pushing down. (laughs) And I didn't want to be on the news. No, not for that. So that was kind of the last year we had it in Wall Street. Yep. Timmy definitely wanted to avoid the news. That's why you create a giant control board with 150 steel bolts drilled into it and put on your steel mesh Michael Jackson type glove on and then pick a bolt, touch it, and immediately launch a five-inch mortar shell 500 feet above the mean streets of Sunny Mead. Definitely steps to avoid the news for sure. <laughs> on the garage at Wall Street, on a garage that I think was built by your family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> who knows what went into the construction of it. And it's so still here, standing. It, oh, it's still standing for sure. <laughs> and you guys were on the roof. And normally when you go to fireworks shows now, they say you can't come within, what, a couple hundred feet of of it? Well, the show has its limitations there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already pre-figured out before you get there. Mm-hmm. And so whatever biggest shell you're going to use, say it's 8-inch. Eight, eight okay. It's 800 feet. Yeah. Oh, my So if God. the rack does tip over, the 800 feet doesn't hit you. Oh. So that, that's a clearance issue there. Oh, okay. I get it. Um, I get it. I just didn't trust the garage roof. We're getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I remember, I mean, we were right down beneath, you know, the garages here. We're sitting, you know, on on the grass in, you know, probably 20 feet from the garage. And it was as closest as I've ever been to a hardcore, serious firework. It was just, it was amazing. And it was cool, but there was, we all felt a little trepidation, like, oh, wow, because they were close. Yeah, the rule of thumb that one-inch mortars shoot 100 feet in the air, and in the event that it turns sideways, you should be at least 100 feet away. The organizers for this event did get a special permit from the city to allow spectators to sit like one-fourth of 100 feet away, so we definitely got quite the experience. And as you'll hear Timmy explain next, he was all about the experience. 
He even became an FM radio DJ every July 4th. <laughs> now, Timmy, I recall it wasn't just fireworks, though. You had, you were multimedia. You had some music with it, right? How did that work? Right. So we had pretty good control with the fireworks. This is all electric now. Mm -hmm. So we started playing 1812 Overture. Why not? Why not? Is it that one? That's close enough. I'll put it in. Then we built a radio station so we could broadcast 1812 Overture on 88.3 FM. So people in the different neighborhood could listen to it and see the fireworks. <laughs> Some interactive fireworks show. Hey, just turned to 88.3. <laughs> These uh, shows were getting pretty big. I once again thank you so much for spending your valuable time putting up with us as we shared what not to do with fire. I truly hope you enjoyed it and maybe even reminded you of your own bottle rocket wars or throwing aerosol cans and fires in the middle of the night. Everyone's done that, right? Before we go any further, I want to thank Jimmy, Kevin, and Timmy for joining us on this episode and for sharing your memories. If you did enjoy, I do need a small favor. Share the show with somebody that you think would appreciate it. Shoot them a text, share it with them on social media, just pass the show's link on to them. I definitely would appreciate that small favor. While you're at it, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And while you're at that, leave a review, hopefully positive. Also, please follow us on Twitter, at Memory Mission, and on Facebook, at Memory Mission. Please feel free to reach out to me via email. It is memorymission at gmail.com, or you can message me on Twitter or Facebook. Again, I appreciate you spending your valuable time listening. Thank you. <laughs>